Hello and welcome back to TRTV News. We have the Section 31 TV show, some Star Trek Discovery bits and bobs, including a return of a character, as well as remembering DC Fontana. Let's engage. All right, gang, welcome back. Uh, as you heard in the intro, we got some stuff that we need to talk about today. As you heard in the intro, we're going to be talking about a couple different things today, um, among, among which is, of course, DC Fontana that we'll be, uh, we'll talk about her towards the end of uh, this news segment episode thing. Uh, I've heard a little bit of feedback uh, regarding... Uh, the first episode of TRTV News and um, pretty much positive. So um, thank you guys for uh, for listening to the first uh, news episode. Uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, putting out a regular episode here very soon uh, to, you know, keep going with, with typical podcast. Um, we might be doing a little bit of tweaking um, in terms of the format to this show, as well as um, the main show, so just uh, just bear with us as we kind of um, you know go on our shakedown cruise, so to speak, um, with with all this stuff. So again, thank you guys for for listening to the show. Now let's talk Star Trek Section Thirty One. There has been some news that just recently dropped regarding Section 31 uh, as a spinoff series. Now, this may come as no surprise to some of you that have been maybe listening and kind of following developments as it relates to Star Trek Discovery and other spinoffs that might be coming. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, um, who we know is uh, an actress, um, a foreign actress, um, been in variety of films, one of which, uh, one of the more popular ones, I'm pretty sure, is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon from, uh, I think that was the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, has played um, a captain in Star Trek Discovery uh, Season 1, and she also plays um, another character from the Mirror Universe. Uh, Same same name, different titles, of course, and uh, Michelle Yeoh, when she first uh, joined the show. Um, and she was, you know, they were going through everything, uh, after, after like the, the, the stuff that, that took place in season one. So this is spoiler right here, uh, for anyone that's not seen Star Trek Discovery. So this is your spoiler. Leave now if you don't want to hear it. (laughs) Um, her character, uh, Captain, uh, Giorgio, um, is killed. Um, in the very first episode, and it's much later on that we meet Empress Giorgio from the Mirror Universe. Mirror Universe is something that we we hear a lot about um, in Star Trek, but we don't, and we see we see it, we hear about it. Um, we also see and hear something called Section Thirty One, which is a product of uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, uh, towards uh, the middle to end of the series. Uh, as a result, Alex Kurtzman and the other uh, creatives, the writers of Star Trek: Discovery, have really um, done more with Section Thirty One um, in Star Trek: Discovery. And as a result, Michelle Yeoh she was very interested in um, what is being reported as 
wanting to do a Section 31 series. Now, we find out uh, we found out recently in in a number of articles reporting this breaking news about Section 31 uh, being in production at this point that even before Discovery went on the air, Michelle Yeoh was actually the one that was instrumental in saying, "I want to do this show. I want I want a spinoff uh, for this character in Section 31." So there are still some questions that need to be answered in terms of how the heck are they going to do this um, because there are other characters that are um, reportedly being tagged on with this project. So we have um, we have uh, Shazad Latif, I believe is, is the actor's name, um, who plays uh, Burnham's love interest uh, to a certain extent in season one and part of season two, um, who was also a Klingon, which is weird when you really think about it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so... He's still back 900 years in the past. Discovery and Michelle Yeoh's character are 900 years in the future. So there's got to be something that's got to explain how Michelle Yeoh is going to get back to the past uh, to do the Section 31 show um, or how um, this other character is going to get to the future. We're not too sure yet where and when the the Section 31 uh, show is going to be taking place in terms of the timeline. Um, but by all accounts that have been developing, it sounds like it's going to be happening in the past. So it's going to be happening in the 23rd century, not in the 32nd century, um, where the Discovery crew is now. So there, there's still more, more to to um, really, you know, unveil and unpack um, about this. Um, there are a number of of articles. Um, that are covering this. A lot of it is some of the same information. Um, Alex Kurtzman, Alex Kurtzman has said that um, Michelle Yeoh's enthusiasm has been um, infect, infectious, and um, even saying, "Let's have a show um, that hopefully people will like, and we can talk about doing the spinoff, the Section Thirty One show, later on." Um, Kurtzman also has said that, you know, we don't want people to just watch one show and be like, well, I don't really need to watch the other Star Trek show because I've already watched Discovery or whatever. So uh, according to Kurtzman, to him, Section 31 is sort of like the Black Ops CIA division of Star Trek, and it was established in Deep Space Nine, which we kind of talked about before. Um, I'm kind of interested to see where they go with this. Um, I hope they do it justice. Um, the, the section 31 episodes on deep space nine were absolutely brilliant and I enjoyed the heck out of them and I don't want them to, (coughs) (coughs) I don't want them just to, um, go all over the place with, with section 31. I think there's a lot that could be done. I want it to be done right, even for it being a more darker, you know, version or darker area of Star Trek. Section 31 is actually based off of the um, Federation Charter. Um, It's Section 31 of the Charter. So uh, we will cover that more. We'll talk about the founding of of the uh, Federation, like some Federation history in uh, in a regular episode of These Are the Voyages. Uh, But it's not something that we're going to completely unpack in uh, TRTV news. So, uh, we're going to keep our ear to the ground when it comes to that. 
um, and and just see how it develops. Now, they're also saying that for any of you that are into Clint Eastwood movies, that the Section 31 show is probably going to have more of a feel like Unforgiven. So if you're if you're into that kind of stuff, that might be right up your alley whenever the show airs. Um, it could be like a 2021 um, air date is what it might be, uh, either late 2020 or early 21, uh, just depending on on uh, getting scripts and the production and how things are going in general. Um, we still have to see Picard. We still have to see. Uh, discovery and the short treks and how this stuff is going to kind of all come together and, and work uh, with with one another. Uh, so we're going to keep at it. We're going to keep at it. I know I've already said that, but this is just a, a breaking development that's just coming out. So there's there's not a hundred there's not a lot of news on it right now. Um, so there will be more to come as we as we really dig in and look at it and think about it, and um, stuff like that. Now, we've we've talked about the fact that there is um, some Star Trek Discovery stuff that's kind of making the rounds to a certain extent. Uh, we still don't have a firm date of when uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 3 is going to drop. Now, um, I've said it in, a regu- in the regular show, and I'll say it again, Jonathan Frakes has gone on record as saying that season three is going to be more optimistic and hopeful um, like other iterations of Trek um, before it. So that's kind of a good thing um, is in terms of, uh, you know, what's what's coming up. Now, um, comicbook.com, which is also um, owned and owned by CBS, actually, um, is has recently released an article saying that Star Trek Discovery was always going to be about women of color. Um, and the article goes on to say that Star Trek Discovery is the first series in the Star Trek franchise to focus on a woman of color. Um, talking about Sneakle Martin-Green's uh, Commander Burnham um, leading the, the, the series. Now, it might be the first series for a woman of color, but we got to also remember that other iterations of Star Trek had a um, had Captain um, Cisco with Deep Space Nine, um, Black Captain, and we had Captain Janeway, which was the first uh, female captain. So we had a, a, our first Black Captain and our first female captain, and now Discovery is doing the whole first Black female uh, led series. She's not a captain; she's a commander. Um, and then also having. Um, you know, Michelle Yeoh, uh, like we were just talking about with Section 31, um, both as Captain slash Empress Giorgio. Um, the, the article talks about it, that it's important to reflect on the culture, on our service, and that's not just altruistic. Although it's good and an important thing, it's also a good business. You really want to reach people in a way that feels specific in terms of characters and storytelling. Um, and Kurtzman has said that having a woman of, of color in the lead role was one of the first thoughts about the new show, about doing Star Trek Discovery. And he was saying, I'm not interested in having another male captain. We made that very clear and a condition of our involvement. And Julie was immediately supportive of it. And one thing I remember very clearly was that we were still casting the morning that um, Donald Trump was elected. And somehow in the casting conversation, this question came up like, okay, 
do we have to reconsider this? Um, and th there's there's been a lot of a lot of thoughts and feelings about discovery and about um, the characters in general. But I think I think it's good to do this this sort of thing to to have uh, more of this multicultural um, awareness um, type of thing. Um, these different just these just different perspectives in general. I think that's part of what Trek does well. I'm interested to see how it continues to evolve as a show when it comes to the representation that they do. Last time we did talk about the Star Trek Picard Countdown comic. Um, like I said, that that was the first issue. The, the issues are going to be coming out monthly. There's going to be a three-issue um, series uh, for Star Trek Picard Countdown. Um, so we won't be getting the next comic uh, until later in December. Um, and then we'll get the third one just before Star Trek Picard drops. Now, um, I, I might have mentioned this in the regular show. If not, I'll mention it now. Once Star Trek Picard happens, we will be doing, um, you know, episode by episode reaction type episodes to them. So whether that's going to be like a TRTV news or that's going to be, uh, more in in line with the regular show. We're going to kind of figure that one out as we go. Um, anyways, um, there's still more to come uh, in, in terms of Star Trek. We still have have to hear more about Lower Decks um, and um, Star Trek uh, Prodigy. There was one other bit uh, that kind of comes to mind more or less he's like yeah let's let's wait let's see how things go before we really pull the trigger and make things happen um so she was actually the one advocating for her own role um for her own tv show so to speak and part of what kurtzman was saying was we want to see if people even care about watching star trek discovery let alone greenlighting a show that wouldn't have anything to stand on and as it stands right now, Star Trek Discovery's got this mixed bag amongst longtime uh, Trek fans. So we're going to really pay attention to the development of Section 31 as a TV show here on TRTV News, and we'll certainly talk about it here and there on the main show. Uh, but just just know that there's this new Trek coming and that there's really no... Uh, there's not, not a lot of clamoring for it. And, of course, I'm just one voice... And there's a sea of others out there that are making a lot of noise. But just know that this show has been greenlit, that we're going to be getting, I think by this time we're at our fourth or fifth new Star Trek show. So this is this is pretty exciting in terms of, of the time to be a Trek fan. In that, we have Star Trek Discovery about to enter its third season. We have Star Trek Picard about to enter its first season. And there's already been discussions of returning to wherever come March, April of 2020 to start filming season two. We have Star Trek Lower Decks, which is going to be an animated series, and Star Trek Prodigy. So those are four already, and now we're talking section 31, which could be the fifth one. So that's pretty dang cool. It's a fun time to be a Star Trek fan. So how about them apples, huh? Now let's talk Star Trek Discovery. There has been some movement in terms of um, some characters that might be making a return 
um, and just a few other uh, bits here and there uh, regarding um, ideas about Star Trek Discovery and, like I said, returning characters. So there was an article uh, that dropped recently where Alex Kurtzman, um, regardless of how you feel about him, reported that there was never, ever an intention of ever having another white captain um, in in the, the center chair um, on this new show, Star Trek Discovery. Um, that the show was always going to be about um, people of color, women of color, mainly. So that's why we have the lead um, of Michael Burnham, uh, played by Sneakle Martin-Green, um, which is fine. I mean, Star Trek has been a very progressive show in that it's pushing the envelope in terms of inclusivity and um, getting people to kind of like expand their thinking and understanding of things, which I think is perfectly fine. Um, and Star Trek typically does a, a wonderful job of that. So there's that. Um, that's that's worthy of, of consideration and, and discussion uh, for the most part. So now the rest of this, when it comes to Star Trek Discovery, uh, there was a recent little screen grab, or a snapshot, I should say, on a trailer that uh, was spotted during uh, production. And it's going to be kind of interesting to see how this plays out. Um, again, this is not spoiler-free. But... Um, there is a character that we have believed to have been destroyed um, or something from Star Trek Discovery Season 2, um, and that was Lieutenant um, Arium. I might be pronouncing it uh, incorrectly, but um, Arium is um, she's like a modified human. She's got some, um, some mechanical uh, parts on her and stuff like that. She's not Borg. She's not Android. She's just something else. And um, anyways, on a trailer, it had um, the character's name on it. So this kind of creates a little bit of speculation in terms of Star Trek uh, Discovery Season 3 of whether or not this character is truly dead or destroyed or if, uh, you know, there's like going to be like a flashback scene or some kind of like holographic something or another uh, with this character uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how this character comes back and um, if they're going to develop the character anymore, um, like re through resurrection or backstory or whatever it might be. We got to see a little snippet of her before some kind of accident occurred uh, when she was, um, um, I guess she was dating or she was married um, at some point. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Especially like when we got into those episodes, which were more focused on on her, um, I really enjoyed that those some of those stories, um, some of those moments. So uh, again, we'll see what happens from there. Now, getting to the final bit of um, of our show today is um, us talking about the late uh, DC Fontana. Um, it was announced just a few short days ago um, on. Uh, December 2nd, that DC Fontana um, boldly went into the undiscovered country, um, or the final frontier, whatever you want to call it, at the age of 80. So DC Fontana, otherwise known by her real name, which is Dorothy Catherine Fontana, um, is a famed Star Trek writer, um, and 
she died after having a brief illness. And um, anyway, she survived by her husband, who's an Oscar-winning visual effects cinematographer, Dennis Skotak. I might be saying his last name wrong, but he was... Um, um, her husband was actually on um, um, Aliens and Batman Returns for um, doing visual effects for those two two films. But we're not here to talk about um, her husband. We're here to talk about her. Now, a couple things. I want to just read a couple different things, talk about a couple different things about her um, in terms of like maybe some things that you may or may not have known about her or those close to her. Um, just want to kind of go through that. And also just, um, I'd like to, to go over the uh, press release um, that um, that was also released regarding, um, you know, the announcement that she has, she's no longer with us, that she's passed away. So uh, there's an episode of Deep Space Nine, a very beloved episode called Far Beyond the Stars. Um, and there's um, a character that um, um, Major Kira, um, or the human form of Major Kira, um, is portraying. That is a direct inspiration and nod to DC Fontana because there was um, um, some sexism from the executives back in the 60s uh, whenever um, Dorothy, Dorothy Fontana was... Um, coming up in the business and whatnot. So Jean Roddenberry was the one that actually encouraged her to use her initials rather than her first name due to, like I said, sexism from executives. Now, um, apart from Star Trek, Fontana um, also wrote some some TV shows like Logan's Run, Streets of San Francisco, and uh, The Six Million Dollar Man, according to at least her IMDb page. And... Um, since 1997, um, she's operated, um, her own production company called Cardwell Productions. Um, and from her IMDb page, it notes that, um, during the sixties, she had been told, um, um, again, that there was this bias against female writers, which is, which is what led to the use of the initials. Um, also in terms of Star Trek, there was a lot of writing that happened, but she, she actually co-wrote the uh, Star Trek The Next Generation pilot called Encounter at Farpoint. And um, it's it's a lovely, lovely pilot, um, especially if you're a Next Gen fan. I'm sure you enjoy the pilots. It's got a warm, warm spot in your heart. Um, so so there's that. And in, in fact, the, the writing that she did for that episode, she was nominated for um, a Hugo Award um, in terms of... Um, um, the best dramatic presentation category. So um, she got some major props for that one. Um, she also was someone that started to um, really and truly dig into writing and start to to you know develop an appreciation and um, maybe even hone her craft, if you want to call it that, back in the fifth grade. So she told. Um, the Spectrum in, 2000, in October of 2017 that she began writing in earnest while in the fifth grade. And, and she's quoted as saying, I'd write stories out on yellow notepads and pass them around to my friends. So I always wanted to write and hoped to become a novelist. Um, so Fontana said that she gra- had graduated from um, Fairleigh Dickinson University and uh, went to work 
as a secretary for uh, the head of Screen Gems in Manhattan. And uh, during that time with reading scripts, she was inspired to begin really writing herself. And she later said that she told she sold her first story, a Western-themed TV episode, The Tall Man at the Age of 21 in June 1960. So this was six years before we, uh, we had Star Trek go to air. Um, she's also appeared um, in, in some TV shows here and there in, in terms of like cameos. Uh, one recent one being back in 2011 um, in The Big Bang Theory with uh, Brent Spiner. How about that, huh? So uh, if, you're, if you're into that, um, go check it out. It's the episode, The Russian Rocket Reaction. Um, and like I said, it has Brent Spiner in it. Um, and she's also gone on record as saying that she enjoys The Big Bang Theory um, as a TV show. Now, um, like I was saying, I did want to take the time to um, go over the press release. Um, there's going to be a copy of this that's going to be in um, in our group. The, the These are the Voyages group. So make sure that um, if you're not already connected with us, that you do. Uh, we have a lot of fun in the group talking about all sorts of different things, just, just having a good old time. So um, if, if this next part is boring to you, um, just feel free to, to skip past it. Hopefully you don't, though. Um, hopefully this will be uh, worthwhile for you. Um, so it's listed as saying the trailblazing Star Trek writer DC Fontana has passed away. Okay, so Los Angeles, California. We are deeply saddened to report that Dorothy Catherine, D.C., Fontana, passed away peacefully last night at the age of 80 after brief illness. Most recently employed as a senior lecturer at the American Film Institute, Ms. Fontana devotedly taught and mentored many classes of aspiring screenwriters, producers, and directors by sharing a lifetime of expertise, craft, heart, and integrity. However, Miss Fontana gained global notoriety for her writing and story editing on the 1960s television series Star Trek, as well as the 1970s animated series, which she also associate produced. Her myth-building work on classic Star Trek blazed a trail for women, not only in television, but also in science fiction. Her well-known uh, screen credit kept the fact of her gender and secret from most fans until they saw her picture in Stephen Whitfield's The Making of Star Trek, one of the quote-unquote Bibles of classic Trekker fandom. Dorothy Fontana was responsible for creating Spock's childhood history, including the essential story Yesteryear, which, though produced for Star Trek the Animated Series, is as powerful as the best episodes of the classic series. She established the characters of and relationship between Spock's father and mother, Sarek, and Amanda, uh, in classic Trek's Journey to Babel episode. It was Miss Fontana's development of the rare emotional travails of a half-human, half-Vulcan child, an adult, full of emotions, yet prohibited from expressing them, that made Spock such a unique character in the history of film and television. Miss Fontana shared writing credit with Gene Roddenberry on Encounter at Farpoint, the feature-length premiere of Star Trek The Next Generation, which was nominated for a Hugo Award. She penned further episodes of Star Trek TNG and Star Trek Deep Space Nine, 
and her last produced writing credit was an episode of the web-based series Star Trek New Voyages entitled To Serve All My Days, which starred classic Trek's Chekhov, Walter Koenig. Miss Fontana's writing credits also include episodes of Then Came Bronson, her script, uh, 2% of Nothing, co-written with uh, Denny Barr, sorry, Denny Bart Petticlear, and was nominated for a WGA award. Ben Casey, The Wild Wild West, The Big Valley, Bonanza, The Six Million Dollar Man, Land of the Lost, The Streets of San Francisco, Kung Fu, The Waltons, Dallas, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, Babylon 5, and the documentary Bob Burns, Hollywood, Halloween, shared with Bob and Kathy Burns. Though best known for her television work, DC Fontana also wrote novels, including Trek's Vulcan Glory and The Quester Tapes, based on a pilot by Roddenberry. She also wrote a Trek comic book and several video games, primarily in the science fiction genre. For decades, Miss Fontana was an ardent and active member of the Writers Guild of America uh, West, having served on its board of directors for two terms. She twice won the prestigious Morgan Cox Award for Guild Service, first in 97, shared with members of the Property Planning Committee, and again by herself in 2002. Recorded interviews with her from the Writers Guild and the TV Academy, among others, are available online. Dorothy D.C. Fontana was born in New Jersey in 1939 and survived by her husband, Oscar-winning visual effects cinematographer Dennis Skotak. Please respect the family's privacy, send memorial donations to the Humane Society, um, Best Friends Animal Society, or the American Film Institute. Now, I know that that was a lengthy read uh, for you guys, um, a lengthy um, part of of this um, news segment, but I wanted to make sure that you guys had an opportunity to to hear it um, if you weren't able to read it, uh, read the official press release. So um, you heard um, that there, there are donations that are being um, sent to the Humane Society, the Best Friends Animal Society, or the American Film Institute. Um, if you feel so inclined and, and led to to want to donate um, in in memory of DC, um, I would I would highly encourage you to um, to do that. Um, and we'll always have a part of her with us as we um, experience Star Trek, regardless if we're watching the original series, Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, anything. We know that she was central to um, the creation of Trek, um, or at least, you know, the creative aspects of Trek. And um, anyways, we uh, were so very grateful for her um, and the part that she played in the Star Trek mythos, um, the optimistic, hopeful, bright future that Gene Roddenberry's talked about. So um, I know we're kind of ending on a heavy note, but um, um, thank you for listening. And, um, just know that we do have a new episode coming out, um, uh, tomorrow. Um, so this is releasing on Friday. We'll have a new episode on, um, Saturday, the, um, 7th of December. Just a reminder, all new episodes are going to be dropping on the sevens and, uh, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, um, and anywhere else that you might listen to podcast. So uh, thank you for listening to us. If you want to get in contact with us, make sure you open hailing frequencies. You can uh, 
uh, send us a note uh, by entering in coordinates trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a three-minute limit of voice-only communication um, by entering in coordinates 817-752-4757. Again, that's 817-752-4757. Just remember that um, your comments might be used on a future episode of These or the Voyages. Um, you can also um, uh, s- send us long-range communications by entering in coordinates uh, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas. That's A-Z-L-E, Texas, 76020. Uh, make sure to uh, like us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, you can always support the page by not only um, listening to the shows, but um, also telling your friends about it, leaving us a review um, on iTunes and the other services that you listen to. And finally, um, thank you so much. um, And please connect with us um, on Instagram and Twitter, um, all at, uh, and Facebook, all at uh, TRTVPod. Um, The conversation continues in the group. We'd love to have you join us there and um, tell your friends about it. If you enjoyed this, let us know. Uh, if there's something that you'd like to maybe have us tweak, let us know. Uh, we're still on our shakedown cruise. So uh, thank you in advance. And um, as always, um, as as we end this show, as we end the main show, and as we end this new segment, uh, may you boldly go and make it so. Take care.